I've got about ten seconds to tell you how to get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win prizes while you're there too. I've run out of time, though. You're listening to Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Sponsored by Treeball Soft Mints. Absolute Radio. That woke you up, didn't it? Very noisy. Come on in now. Don't don't do this to me. I don't like a lingering last note on anything. <laughs> Same thing happened with my marriage. <laughs> anyway, this is uh, Frank's Karen Absolute Radio. I'm with Emily and Gareth. Good morning. Hi, Frank. And um, you can text us about anything you like on 812.15. And our guest this morning is Ross Noble. I think that's all you need to know at this stage. Yeah. I'm slightly miffed that usually when I do the intro into the news, I say, and Absolute Radio, I'll be having a live commentary of today's game, Stoke versus... And the first time today they're actually doing a West Brom game, which is my team, in case you don't know, I didn't get a chance to plug it. Is that is that why you've got that funny cap you brought in with you? Yes, that's my incognito cap. <laughs> incognito, Albert Tatlock. Yeah, well, it's incognito. Um, well, it's I'm, I'm wearing it especially is for for the uh, the Corrie celebration. Mm-hmm. So, actually, I saw a thing on Twitter the other day that said I looked a lot like Gene Alexander, who used to play Hilda Ogden. Oh my God, that's so mm. accurate. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I thought so. I'm t- I'm trying to grow into Stan Ogden. Um, that's one for our younger. Listeners, so um, yeah, so I'm going because West Brom are playing at Villa, which is obviously a local derby for us because that's in oh um, rivals. Yeah, so I'm going uh, in the cab because I'm going to be wandering around the ground on my own, and I, I don't want a Charles and Camilla incident. Is what I'm saying. Oh. Well, you say you don't want it. I rather liked it. Well, I, I mean, I don't, no, we, I didn't we can't like, say that. I didn't like the violence. Can I say we don't condone violence of any no, kind on absolute? I radio. don't condone it, but I did like her face. Well, unless people really <laughs> like it, which is fine. <laughs> you liked her face. Well, not yeah. many people have said that <laughs> over the years. I think even Charles is—he doesn't dislike it, but he's indifferent to her uh, face. Well, she was poked with a stick. Oh no, there was no need for that. Wasn't exactly. that? Wasn't the ugly stick? Was <laughs> 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 no, I don't think she'd have noticed if she got poked with that again. No, I actually don't think so. I've never thought she was an unattractive woman, no. Camilla. It's just that she was compared with our Queen of Hearts, who was the most beautiful woman, obviously, in the wow. world. Shy die. So it's t- don't get that there was now. part of me when I watched her being poked with the stick and all that, and the paint hitting the car, that thought, well, you should have, you know, there's three people in this marriage. Shouldn't have been so nasty to our Queen of Hearts. Well, exactly. But, you know, that's me being a bit It was very unfair, though. You take the Phantom out for a little spin, and then that <laughs> happens. I know, yeah. I like the fact they were on their way to the Royal Variety <laughs> performance. <laughs> One of the most sort of old-fashioned things anyone could ever do. Wouldn't have... It, the winner of, the, of Britain's Got Talent is on the Royal Variety performance. That's their prize, isn't it? Yeah. To appear. Who, who won Britain's Got Talent? I oh, wasn't Subo oh. on it this year. Oh, she's, she's just a, the... If only Subo had been in the car. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> she'd have been out of there. Then right there. Let me out! Their heads would have been on pike staffs on London Bridge. Imagine if the car door had burst out. Come here! Oh, dear. <laughs> Pour me with a stick, Oh, man. I Why like... didn't Charles get out? Why didn't Charles get out and defend his lady? Well, that would have been... He was quite... She went for the floor, apparently, from what I can gather. <laughs> I like the way that this country's produced a very naff version of the Kennedy assassination. <laughs> <laughs> this one, you get poked with a stick and a, and a bit of paint goes on the car. <laughs> 
she she went for the floor. He um, attempted to calm her, Gareth, careful. And then I know he was holding her hand, which I thought was rather sweet. Well, he actually wasn't holding her hand. He was holding, like, the end of two fingers of hers. I think he was trying to stop her from doing a gesture. Oh, oh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. But uh, there was a bit, I don't know if you've seen the footage, but there's a bloke saying, close the window, close the window. I think this copper is shouting. Yeah. And I... They're looking very distressed. I mean, it's obviously, can I say again, we don't condone no. violence of any kind, but it, it was clear that neither of them knew how to close the window on a car. <laughs> so they've never done it on their own. I'm imagining there was one of those windy-up things on the back door. They were just looking at it. Charles just going... <laughs> just couldn't work it out. That's why he didn't get out. He's never opened a car door for himself in his entire <laughs> life. Yeah. Yeah, so what, no one else opened. I did like that the Brett students Rabbit. were shouting off with their head. Yeah, that was... I thought it was a very archaic objection. I really like that. It's very old fashioned off with their head. We're probably a bit overdue though, aren't we, for a, a royal beheading? It's been a while. Yes, well, fine. Well, <laughs> oh my god, I can't believe it. Look, the Queen was troubled in her heart. I Frank. know that's terrible that she was troubled in her heart. I mean I wish you'd have said I was troubled in my kidneys or something a bit more <laughs> at this pain. Now, I, I don't like the Queen being trouble. I didn't like that. The Queen's an old lady at the end of the day. You know, be nice. But um, the rest of it was, it had its, um, it had its comic moments. <laughs> None of them at the Royal Variety performance. I wonder how long the stick was. <laughs> and was it a tree-like stick, or was it a formal cane of some kind? Was it a branch? <laughs> well, later they met Endub, so they must have been terrified. Yeah, exactly. It happening all over again. <laughs> <laughs> They always carry a stick. Frank Skinner. The text already flowing in yeah. on eight twelve fifteen. I say on eight twelve fifteen. <laughs> yes, we've had a text spellbound one. Britain's Got Talent. And spellbound, yeah. of course. Completely forgot. That sort of Hitler Youth type yeah. of feel to them. Threw each other around. Yeah, but they're all very sort of blonde and buff. painted silver and stuff, yeah. Mm. Well, some of them were buff and some of them were little, and the buff ones threw around the little ones. Yeah, that's yes. a bit creepy. Some of them were buff. <laughs> Horrible. I like some of them were buff and some of them were little. It's a fabulous <laughs> description of... It's imagine if an angel came to Earth and then returned to heaven, people asked <laughs> what, what the population of the Earth was like. I imagine an angel would say some of them were buff and some of them were little. <laughs> in a beautiful, simple, angelic, naive way. I, mean, I what could be wrong. Been, what would have been impressive is if the little ones were thrown around the buff ones. Yeah. That's what I mean, they're playing to their strength. Well, that's judo you're after. <laughs> <laughs> you, need to look, you need to watch some judo. Um, yeah, that's from Jeannie in Heathrow. And she's cleaning their gym as we speak. Oh, they're about to fly off somewhere exotic. Oh, she's in Heathrow yeah. cleaning their gym. Mm. Mm. And they're training. Training now, well, they're up very early. So spellbound train at Heathrow. Yeah. Just in case they get an international assignment, <laughs> the drop of a hat. They must get a lot of them, I reckon. Frank. I bet they do, yeah. Oh, they never they're stop probably working. that thing. You know, you see those old-fashioned when they're, they're flying a plane and there's people standing on the wing doing gymnastics. Yeah. I suppose they do quite a lot of that round. Well, I think if there's a delay or something, they just see how far they can throw people. Oh, and OK. get them on their way. OK. Um, Frank, talking of things Cowellian... 
Coelia. Yeah. Oh, I see, yeah. Britain's um, Got Talent, Coelia. Yeah. I was reading in the paper about Matt Cardle. Now, I don't watch um, The X Factor as much as you, but I'm rather obsessed by yeah, well, how keep, he's taken keep, to Keep it me. clean, because he's, he has, he's, he's been a bit rude. He's been it? a bit naughty. With a makeup lady as well. He's, he's done it with a lady. Room. The lovely thing, of course, this is just before he went on and did the show, apparently. Mm. The great thing about it being a makeup lady is if you're a bit flushed, you can say, you know, just powder me down before I... You speak as one who knows. <laughs> no, I, I can assure you I've never even... But you know what? Well, actually, I'll say that. Now, go on, carry oh, on. Um, it was a long time ago. It was another yes. life. But what I like is that normally they get... Did she have a bit of a kiss and cardle? <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, my God, thank you. Thank you. I'm just shaking hands with a few uh, technicians here, a couple of engineers coming. Thank Protesters. you. No, it's fine. Thank you very much. You just poked him with a stick. Yeah, a couple of blokes um, in overalls came in, especially just for that one gag. That's a lovely moment. No, what I like, Frank, is that normally they leave it the statutory. It's about six months. Oh, I'm very happy with my girlfriend. Yeah, my oh, girlfriend. I've been going out my, since I was 17. Yeah, yeah. And she's always a little bit ropey looking. Oh. And then... No, but it's true. And there, this one, he hasn't wasted his time. No. He's gone straight in there. He obviously doesn't fancy his chances of winning tonight. So he's <laughs> thought, oh, if I'm going to be fourth, I better, I better fill my boots while I'm still in the public eye. Oh, if, only, if only Spellbound had thought so fast. I mean the buff ones, not the little ones. <laughs> he obviously. actually... Matt Cardle apparently said, well, I've got my own dressing room, better make the most of it. May as well make the most of it. Yeah? Yeah. Well, I used to have yeah. that um, beautifully <laughs> engraved on a plaque that I always used to hang in my dressing room. <laughs> no, you see, the thing is, mm. he's the only one I've ever seen on The X Factor who plays his own instrument. You know, he, he, plays, a, he plays a guitar some weeks. Oh, does he? So I think he feels that's pushed him into rock star. Oh, yeah, he's proper... He's allowed to behave a bit more Rolling Stones. Yeah, exactly. You wouldn't have, George Sampson wouldn't have had the makeup lady in his room, for goodness sake. Was he buff or was he little? I like to think he was a... <laughs> he was little at first, definitely. At first? We're all little at first, surely. Nobody's born buff. He was buff and little. He was the intersection. Buff and little, what a double act they were. <laughs> buff and little would have been very different. A really good-looking bloke and stupid sit little. Where would the comedy have been? I can't... Can't imagine how that would have worked. You're listening to Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio, the softest, mintiest show in town. Sponsored by Tree Bar Soft Mints. Absolute Radio. And then there was the time. Oh, sorry, they're back. Um, <laughs> I had um, I had a fun week this week. I was down Did in you? Brighton doing a gig. Oh. oh. Uh, well, it's funny you should say that, Frank, because I was going to ask you about something. We've oh, really? A text in on eight twelve fifteen. Dear Frank, um, your great show, it must have been the weeks, it says, great show last night. You, Barry Norman and Josh the legal guy really complimented oh, yes. each other. <laughs> that was the bill. Extraordinary tri- triumvirate. Are you three on a tour or is this a one-off? <laughs> Could you explain, please? Well, I, Barry- I don't like the thought of you performing with other people in different... Don't, don't, don't get like that. Oh Matt God. Cardell is having that conversation now as we speak at home. <laughs> Josh, the legal guy, sounds like he's blatantly filling my role. <laughs> yeah, he is. Oh, he's that leaves like... me as Barry Norman. Thank <laughs> yeah. you very much. Oh, come on, Barry Norman. In case you don't know Barry Norman, some of our younger listeners, he used to present um, film... It's very hard to talk about this programme in the past tense because its name changes every year. But you know the thing that Claudia Winkleman yeah. does now and, and that Jonathan Ross used to do... Mm. Well, before that, it was Barry Norman. I think of him as film 85. He's very 85. Film 85, there you yeah. go. And um, he, his catchphrase was, and why not? Which he never said at all on the night. 
In mm. fact, I'd completely forgotten. <laughs> oh, exactly. I completely forgot it was his catchphrase until they had the raffle at the end, and then his autobiography was part of the raffle, which, of course, oh. was called And Why Not? So mm. I didn't know. Josh the Legal Bloke, that's a whole different story. What happened is that Barry Norman was interviewed on, on stage at, this, yeah. at the Comedia in Brighton, mm. right? It's his club in Brighton, very nice. And uh, he, was, he was interviewed by Briggy Smale. Wow. Do you know Briggy Smale? I don't. Biggie Smalls? No, He's exactly. No it's too close to Biggie Smalls, isn't it? You've got to sort He's that out. He's no longer out. with us, love. I know. But when, when they said to me, you're, in, you're being interviewed by Briggy Smale, I thought, well, <laughs> Did you think Did he involved? not die? He just changed his name very slightly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was part of the whole Buddhist process. You don't, you don't just come back as a different creature, but they just slightly change the spelling. Slightly worse You name. come back as an anagram of your previous self. <laughs> Now, Briggy Smale, um, I'm going to keep saying it because I can't quite believe it's not Biggie Smalls either. She, was, uh, she used to work on Radio 1. She used to do that sort of uh, Agony Aunt programme. Do you remember that thing? No. No, no. Okay. Anyway. So, anyway, she interviewed uh, Barry. So, there's a lot of people who used to work on things. Yeah, including me. No, not you included. So, um, my, I- agony art, yeah, my Agony Aunt is Two Picture Cra. <laughs> <laughs> That's the other. It was Biggie and Tupac. Oh, okay. Yeah. What did you? How did well, you pronounce explaining that? a joke? I can tell you. Two, I can tell you. Two picture craft. Two picture Korea. Two picture Kira. That's what. That's what will happen to Shakira if she gets a terrible eating disorder. She'll be known as Toothpick Shakira. I hope that doesn't happen because at the moment she looks healthy. Let's stick with that, Shakira. If you're listening, you crazy snaky hip girl. Um. Barry was interviewed by Briggy Smale. I've said it again. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and then um, and then Josh, the legal guy, was introduced. Now the whole oh. thing was sponsored by this local lawyers. He got up and, and offered a few tips on things like copyright and stuff like that. For oh, about, that sounds scintillating. For about ten minutes, and then I was on. Incredible. I asked him if he'd tour with me doing exactly that. Really, it was things like little tips on you know if you. As soon as you write a song, it belongs to you and all that kind of not very true yeah. stuff. And then Barry got he- quite severely heckled, got into a bit of a row with a woman in the audience about whether David Niven was a good enough actor to carry his own movie. <laughs> now, I've heard a few heckles in my time, but wow. I've never had a David Niven heckle. So oh, it was a... But do you know what, what Barry's big thing is now? What? Pickled onions. Oh, I think I've heard of this. Yeah. A bit like Newman's Own. Yeah, a bit like yeah. Newman's Own. Um, which is what they used to call David Baddiel, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, what happened is that uh, Barry was telling me, he was at home one night. No, he wasn't at home, actually. His daughter had friends round, and they had a meal, and they said, do you want to taste Dad's pickled onions? <laughs> well, I mean... Oh, God. I know. I've heard some terms for it. Anyway... <laughs> So they got out this jar, and Barry was saying that this recipe has been in the family since the 19th century. I don't believe that. What do you mean? <laughs> I don't know. I just think that sounds made up. Well, I can only ask you one question. <laughs> and why not? <laughs> anyway. Since the time of the Normans. He wouldn't. Yeah, exactly. He wouldn't. He wouldn't. Barry Norman wouldn't lie, especially about um, something um, culinary. Oh, you gullible fool. Anyway. <laughs> anyway so this guy... Um, Tried a pickled onion, and he said, well, I've got to tell that's the best, but these things have to be marketed. <laughs> and uh, he turned up with a business plan two days later. Bob's your uncle. 
Barry's pickled onions. Yeah, I was in my trousers. I thought I saw it. There's a picture of Barry with a clapperboard on the on the. Oh, the, on I don't the label. like that. Oh, I like that. Oh, I like, he sold out. Of I it. like the idea there were several takes and edits before <laughs> the pickled onions were exactly right. No, so go and get. That was the star prize in the raffle. Was it a gift set? Of, uh, that was above oh, my old. box set of DVDs. Oh. Was a gift box. What, what was second prize? If that was the star prize. My DVD is oh, oh, no. Yeah, and the star prize, I'm afraid, <laughs> was Barry's Pickled Onions. Uh, not just a jar, but a sort of a gift box with six jars in it. <laughs> Have we lo- How many wow. of the audience do you think we've lost? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, uh, according to um, something I read this week, we, we get 252,000 listeners a week. I reckon I've just got that down to about 800. <laughs> not 1,000. He, um, he tried pickled eggs, but they're not... Are you still going on about Barry Norman? Yeah, and uh, because the actual spice is added to the vinegar, he said pickled eggs aren't really... They're not porous, so they don't absorb the uh, the spices the way the onions do. Um, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio, and um, I love you that you're listening to this. Thank you so much. Frank, we've had a text in from John. It was not a stick Camilla got poked with. It was special branch. I'm loving it. I love that. I'm lo- I didn't think they were anywhere there to be seen. <laughs> eh? One of them said that we were on the point of, of opening fire on the people <laughs> throwing it. What if they'd done that? <gasps> that would have gone down very badly yeah. if somebody got shot yeah. for poking Camilla. Well, um, no, not just poking Camilla. They poured paint on the Phantom. Oh, well, that's fair enough then. On the roller. Uh, they should definitely have waited until they got out the guillotine to start shooting people. <laughs> And also, we have, um, we've had uh, six and a half million downloads this year from our podcasts. Oh, so I just got some statistics right. in. That six and a half right. million. Is that right? Yeah, that'll that... be my mum. She just <laughs> she doesn't know how it works. That's, oh, well, she's overdone it. Apparently, that's, according to this, that's more people than by the independent each week download our podcast. That's good, isn't it? Mm. But mm. slightly less people than by knots. Each week. Oh, that's, not that's not yeah, for the capital the magazine. Yeah, keeping a, a tab on how many people buy knots in <laughs> general. <laughs> Hopeless. <laughs> Hopeless. Did you see that thing about the um, the burst in um, Rudolph? Oh, oh yeah. yes, it that was a was Christmas a, parade. It all went a bit wrong. Oh, Rudolph was, burst by getting caught on a street lamp. Yeah, it was an enormous... And apparently children cried because they yeah. thought it was a real yeah. um, giant reindeer thing. Oh. See, if yeah, I'd have been a child and I saw a 30-foot reindeer, which I thought was real, I'd be crying <laughs> that it existed and that it was in the vicinity. <laughs> I'd be glad it burst. But no, apparently they were very dis- distraught by it. You know, there's a lot of um, things that you have to believe around Christmas yeah. and, and, and you, don't, you, know, you don't want that to be disillusioned. Well, strange things. Laura took um, in Paul Harbour. Santa Claus arrives Laura on, on a boat. Laura is Garrett's yeah, wife. <laughs> Laura, my wife. Um, she took. He thinks Ethan. he's like JLo. Everyone took... just knows who it is. Yeah, I'm like JLo. I'm oh. wearing juicy couture today. <gasps> oh, Frank, you are. Yeah. How alarming. Juicy. I was mistaken for JLo by the man on the front desk. Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, you are rear of the year. I was rear of the year. That was 2000. (laughs) And let's face it, hips don't lie. (laughs) No, you're quite right. As you were, Gareth. Laura, my wife, took Ethan, my son, to see um, Father Christmas arrive in Paul Harbour by boat. 
Pearl Harbor. <laughs> he's, a, he's a bit late to uh, to bring Chia there. Where was he when they needed him? He's like the he's like the Prince Charles. Oh, when the missiles are flying, he's sitting inside with the door shut. Now it's quietened down, and of course he's out there blowing his mouth off. <laughs> Paul Harbor. Paul, Paul, oh, of like course. Near oh, Dorset, yeah, um, yeah. And um, there was also so not only did Father Christmas arrive by boat, mm. on a budget in where we live. And, no, um, I think I think he's a uh, multi uh, multitasking on he the uses transport. All sorts of I know transport. he's traditionally associated with the sleigh, but he's got <laughs> yeah. a big garage with all sorts of things in. Mm. There was also a um, a festive Spider-Man marching band. <laughs> what? Where all all of the marching band was Spider Man. Brilliant. Oh, that's disgusting. Apart from the apart What from did they march up a wall? <laughs> no, they were just playing. What did they have suits on? Yeah. Well how oh, else I could they be Spider Man? It'd be Frank no good I... just wearing glasses and saying we're Peter. There might Park. have been a little illusion to it. They might you know what I don't like I don't like the Spider Man suits and the brass instruments. It makes me no. a bit sick. I don't like it when when you see people in a Spider Man suit, they're always a bit on the baggy side, you know what I mean? <laughs> Where a Spider Man it's all whenever you see people in a superhero outfit, they're just a bit baggy. Oh, they always look a bit tired and stained as yeah. well. I don't like Do you it. want them snog fit in the yeah. superhero outfit? And the band leader was the black Spider-Man. Oh from, yeah, the yeah, um, yeah the bad the, the bad Venom. guy. Yeah, and then Who's he? he he had um yeah from Spider-Man three oh. where there's um and then he had Spider-Man's head on a baton. Did he? Which was quite it was very not full sized. Not yeah, full sized. Oh no, with, off with, what, off with, with dri- their heads <laughs> with uh, with a dribbling spinal cord <laughs> um, remain coming out I the bottom. Guess that's what that's, the handle t- was. that's too much, isn't it? For a, could have been on a spinal cord. Oh yeah. God, no. And um, Captain Jack Sparrow was been, there. Captain Jack Sparrow. <laughs> yeah. well, who rattled his cage? Why yeah. was he suddenly involved? He was there. And then later, Laura saw Captain Jack Sparrow walking down the street with Indiana Jones. <laughs> They were all there. And I bet the Chandlers were terrified <laughs> when Captain Jack turned up. <laughs> and Ethan was terrified by the whole affair. Was he? Well, I would have been. Well, who wouldn't be? With children screaming and running away and being dragged back on lengths of web. Dragged back into the arena. I don't well, like I the sound of the Captain Jack in cheap guy liner either. I think it was awful. <laughs> Oh, no. I mean, you, that'd be a professional Captain Jack who does no, it all it the time. Wouldn't. It's no, it wouldn't. No, you're not. Not in, in Paul Harbour. You're right. That'll be some local homeless bloke who's uh, just messing about. It was probably just a man who hadn't got any new clothes for a while. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it looks like he's had special locks put in, but it's just matting, matting of unwashed hair. Anyway. Incident. Oh, it sounds horrible. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute. That was Dare by Gorillaz. I love uh, that. I did a little dance. on Absolute Radio. You did a little dance. Well, I did it for the newsreader. I did a little impromptu lap dance. For Sean Allen Moy. He didn't look very impressed. Um, yes, Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. More, more listeners, good. more listeners on on uh, podcasts than uh, viewers on Animal Planet. Wow. <laughs> another, eh? Come on, rocking. <laughs> Oh dear, it's been a mixed week for me. I discovered, having read it, read all these fabulous statistics, that, yeah. for example, um, we've got nearly as many viewers as MUTV, which is the Man United TV network. Oh, no snoods <coughs> on that. Uh, but uh, no snoods now. No. But at the same time, I went to the doctor this week, and turns out I've got ringworm. <laughs> ah. Now I know what you're thinking. Ah. But it's not a worm. Is it contagious? Is it not? 
It's not contagious. Well, actually, it could be, because he said to me, I said, look, I've got this thing on my arm. Um, it's, um, I won't show it you now. I, I'm not taking off my... Oh, OK, don't show it to me ever. <laughs> oh, I thought, I thought people... Oh, oh, I like to see a scab of any kind. Anyway, um, it was... Uh, he said to me, oh, he said, have you got a horse? I said, well... He did, He did. That was his first question to me. Have you got a horse? I, I thought maybe, you know, it was a... I thought, is it a tube strike? <laughs> <laughs> He's looking for a lift. Did he think you are Prince Charles? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, I hope not. He had a stick. <laughs> oh, it's more of a wooden sort of a lollipop stick that he's looking at my tongue with. Anyway, I've got... Ringworm is... Um, it's a fungal thing. Well, I've heard about ringworm. I think wrestlers get it. It's very common amongst wrestlers. Wrestlers get mm, it? Yeah. Honestly, there's right? a lot of skin-on-skin -skin contact uh, and abrasions. That. It looks like a small red rosette on my arm, which is why I think he might have been asking about the horse. Oh, <laughs> Maybe he thought I'd turned up, you know, <laughs> I was something of a braggart, and I'd turned up with a couple of uh, trophies I'd won at a Therese and Jim Carner. <laughs> so you turned up saying, what do you think about this? Yeah. <laughs> Next thing I know, he's given me Dactacourt <laughs> to rub on it. So, are you in... I say Dactacourt. That's what I'm rubbing on it at the moment. Mm. Are you Imagine in that. Uh, some discomfort, Frank? No. That's the thing about it. It neither itches nor, does, nor is it sore. Oh. That sounds like a paraphrase of what Shylock <laughs> said in The Merchant of Venice, but not a very good one. So, I just... I like to keep um, the listeners up on my... Mm. Imagine me... You know when you're walking through a forest... Maybe there's been a bit of rain, it's a bit damp. And you see a fallen tree with a lovely sort of red and golden fungal crustacean growing on it. That, that's what I'm like now. The ah. old oak. The <laughs> grand old oak. The old oak. With things living on me. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with it. It was a, uh, also a sad week because it was the anniversary of John Lennon dying. Oh, which was, yeah, which was that's sad, a shame. Yeah. And I, um, I remember, I remember him dying quite clearly. I, I, I do as well. I, I got up that morning. I was a student at the time, and I was living with my parents. I was that kind of student. Um, was that when you all shared a room? Well, you had the outside toilet then. I remember that. That's when it was. Was it? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Anyway, I got up. My mum had left a note for me, and it said John Lennon shot outside his New York flat, <gasps> and then block capitals underlined about five times dead. Uh, so oh. it was, you know, it wasn't subtle. And I was so upset, I thought, I'm not going to college, I'm going to go and get drunk. Oh, Frank. So, um, so you can tell what time I got up, the pubs was open. <laughs> so um, I went to the pub, and there used to be a, a very, very strange man who drank in this pub. He's a Scottish bloke, very odd, mm. uh, older than the rest of us, and always had a strange, starey look on his face. And he didn't work, I don't know. Anyway... And he came up to me and said, what brings you in here at this hour? And I said, uh, oh, one of my heroes died. You know, I'm just... Uh... And he said, do you know he was the fifth best fencer in Europe? <laughs> <laughs> I says, was he? Hey. I said, he was John Lennon. He said, no, 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 no. Oswald Mosley. <laughs> and Oswald Mosley, the leader of the British fascist movement, yeah. had died the previous weekend. Oh. And he thought oh. I was so upset by that, I was drowning my sorrows. Now, that's a worry, isn't it? Well, exactly. Wasn't happy about that at all. I remember I was, Frank, because I was... Um, and when was it? It was 81, so... Oh, I was, I was barely alive. Yeah, yeah. But um, I was with my mother, and she was going... To, we were going to our hairdresser's house to have our hair cut. To their house? Yeah. 
We did things differently. Mm. And um, she and my mum were so upset about John Lennon that she wasn't concentrating the hairdresser on my hair. Oh, and no. she cut it so badly. And she realised the fringe was all kind of wonky. And she went, oh, never mind, you look a bit like Yoko Ono. You <laughs> 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 don't get those uh, top Were you crying? <laughs> uh, no, I remember, you know what, I did cry. And I remember thinking, I'm a child, I don't want to look like Yoko Ono. Even an adult doesn't want to look like Yoko Ono. Or a bit harsh. Yeah, but, it's true. Uh, I like a topical hairdresser. Look, <laughs> <laughs> like if I went in the today... The tragedies of the day. Today, to be a Camilla cop with just a bit of paint, yeah. just a bit of paint on the fringe. That'd be just a job. Ross Noble will be along after the news. Um, so, stay tuned. Frank on radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. The man's here. Good morning. Good morning. The man. <laughs> well, I've been, I've been plugging you, you all morning. You said there was like a lack of masculinity in the room. <laughs> the man has arrived. <laughs> so how are you? It's great to see you, as ever. Likewise. And uh, you're uh, you're on you're always on the road, aren't you? You're a yeah. bit like Bob Dylan in that yeah. respect. Well, I like to think we're more like the littlest hobo. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, what naked? It's, yeah, naked, <laughs> and uh, often getting locked in basements. <laughs> <laughs> and I do eat from bins now and again. <laughs> but this is Ross Noble, by the way, in case you hadn't remember, in case you weren't listening before the news. So uh, yeah, so um, you're playing um, Hammersmith Apollo this very weekend. Yes, tomorrow and the day after. I've got DVD out. Right, there's the plug-in finished. Oh, Wait, tell us what it's called, then we can move on and talk no, about it. let's not bother. Not even let's tell what just, it's called. No, it's yeah, out just there. Just Google it. Just, just Google it. It's in shops. Just, yeah. You know. And it doesn't matter which DVD they buy. If they go and buy what, a DVD of yours, it's fine, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. yeah. How many you got out? At six. Yeah, well, there you go. It's a six to one shop. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, always, I'll always stick for that. Go. Have, you, have so, you got a tank yet, by the way? Uh, no, I bought a digger instead. Oh. I bought a, a, um, a, an earth mover bobcat <laughs> device. Have you really? I did, yeah. <laughs> The yeah. last time I saw Ross, he was telling me, he, he said you should come down and have a go. I'm going to get a tank get and come and have a, a ride in it. Yeah. But you're all talk. Well, uh, I've still got my eye on the tank. Yeah. Yeah. This but, is here uh, in the UK, because you've moved back yeah. here now, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, and I bought, like, a, a place that's got a bit of space. I don't live in, like, flats. It's <laughs> 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 just, just on the car park. <laughs> yeah. Or, like, when you see, you know, when you see a house and they've t the whole of the garden is taken up with someone repairing a car. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. it's up on bricks and stuff. Uh, lottery no, louts. Yeah. Or sometimes a balcony <laughs> on a block of flats, you'll see absolutely crammed <laughs> yeah, yeah, with yeah. stuff. With, uh, I, I like a classic motorcycle. Yeah. <laughs> when you see a motorcycle on the... Uh, <laughs> on I, the I, sixth I, floor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like a sort of industrial window box. <laughs> like exactly. Yeah. Well, to be fair, I did have... I, I used to live in Walthamstow for a while, and I was um, uh, so worried about my motorcycle being stolen that I did used to bring it in the house. But I lived in a house that had, like, quite a narrow... You know, one of those sort of narrow hallways? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, so everyone that came to see me, they would leave with just grease all on their legs because <laughs> they had to sort of slide Indiana Jones-style down the down the side <laughs> of the bike, so... Yeah. It, it went back to a little town of broken Britain. Yeah. Having to bring your motorbike indoors for safety mm. reasons. How about having to drive a tank around to keep away from the students? Yeah, yeah. Eh? If only Camilla and Charles had thought of the old... And they can get a tank at the snap of their fingers. Yeah. yeah. But what would have happened if they'd been in the full carriage? Would they have gone for the carriage? Oh, the Landau, do you mean? The what? The Landau. Oh, is that what it's yeah, called? Yeah, that's what they're called. Really? Yeah. Yeah. There are three people in this carriage. <laughs> <laughs> that's what the driver would have said. <laughs> 
Sorry, I, you, you made me laugh to the point where I, I wheeze like an old man. Then. Oh, I love, I love, I love it when I mm. can achieve that. I don't achieve it that often. I've gone as far as it causing rheumatism. <laughs> <laughs> Am I now riddled with infection, having shaken your hand when I first came no, in? No, because uh, the ringworm's on my arm, and it, it's not a quick spreader. Okay. And I'm already, I'm, a, I say I'm, I'm, a t I'm attacking it with creams. Unless you're wrestling him later. Well, that is how. Oh, of course, I'm right. I forgot mm. about the wrestling. <laughs> oh, maybe, maybe have we I, should. Have I touched the nerve? Maybe I can take a rain <laughs> check on the wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> Do people still take a rain check? I've never really understood what it meant, but I'm going to take one anyway. What and does that know... mean? That is very confusing, isn't well, it? Well, I'll only take a rain check with a credit card. Right. Yeah, <laughs> to back it up. I won't just take one willy-nilly. I think next time somebody says they're going to take a rain check or anything I do, I'm going to insist that they actually check the rain. <laughs> okay. Yeah, with a with a you know a full meteorological, well, even a word <laughs> meteorological device. It's, it was near enough you know, to me. We're not we're not overly meet, precise meet, on this show. Meet, uh, meteorological is, is it? Meet, or is it meteor? Meteorological. Meet, 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 isn't it? Is it? Metrol. That's this. That's this week's phone. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Listening to Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Trebor Soft Mints, bringing a softer, mintier feel to your Saturday morning. Absolute Radio. That's four sound by the four. We'll let it merble on a little. Merble, that's the word I'm liking. It's a cross between. Ross You're right, Ross. Ross, 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 you having chair trouble? Ross, you've been fiddling sorry, with it. I knew it. you were up to oh, something. Oh, sorry. What is yeah. it? Oh. <laughs> you turn the dials. Yeah. You haven't touched the dials. Ross, sorry. that's not your I business to do that. I didn't realise that. You that know was, when someone does I that in your car, when you, someone in the passenger seat leans across and changes the radio setting or something like that? It's, oh, an, it's an outrage. Actually... Can I just vent a genuine concern that I have? I'm very sorry for twiddling the dials when I shouldn't. Right, I didn't realise it turned us both Let, up. Let's move on. Okay. I don't know if it does. Garrett's it Garrett's wow. had 400,000 volts just got <laughs> the, On the podcast for this show, and I don't know if it's a, a regular complaint, it's my only complaint of the podcast. No, go on, go for it. Just before Hold you... Hold on, I'll write this down, <laughs> mate. Yeah, is, it, is, it, is it me? This is, Wait, is it? <laughs> yeah. Give me some warning. Not the old Garrett complaint again. <laughs> it genuinely is. The, uh, I, I uh, listen to the podcast in the car, and oh. then the fella that does the... the, the Frank Skinner on absolute <laughs> That he shouts. He doesn't sound like Louis Armstrong. He doesn't <laughs> yeah. sound like it's Louis Armstrong. Yeah, he lives. <laughs> <to, laughs> yeah, could you stop uh, the topics for the show? It's just trees are green, clouds <laughs> are blue. It's just, oh, yes. Yeah, that's all it is for the so this is, You mean <laughs> Matt? Be it's Matt Berry that does that absolute radio. Yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. he's too loud. We're too loud. So really? what happens is you finish one podcast. And I know that might seem a bit weird that I'm listening to back-to-back -back podcasts over and over again and neglecting my family, <laughs> but, you know, hey... I, Hold on I, a minute. I'm, I'm, Hold I'm on. Friend of the show! <laughs> That's what you are. Yeah, yeah. He's stalker um, of the show. stalker <laughs> of the show. But the trouble is, is you, you know, you're having a, having a nice drive there, eh? just driving along, and it finishes off, and it's a, and it's a lovely, soft... Good day to you. And then next thing you know, <laughs> Frank Skinner! <laughs> and I sometimes find myself, you know, I'm enjoying and I go, ah! Throw like the brakes on? Yeah. Because it's not dissimilar to, <laughs> say, a horn on a, on a large articulated lorry. Exactly. Mm. Or you think it's, you know, it's a child running into the road? Yeah. Something like <laughs> what, that. With, what, with Frank a, a baritone <laughs> child? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Or somebody, I think it's, I've driven past somebody in the street yeah. who's seen you walk into the, you know, into the path of an oncoming car, oh, and it's gone, thanks, get out! Don't get hit by a car! There's a dozen <laughs> the scenarios you know, been triggered, all of them negative. Exactly. And it's freaking, I mean, if, if nothing else, uh, ear bleeding. Yeah. It's the main... Well, you don't the, want that. Oh, well, that, I haven't the, seen that since, uh, <laughs> that Tarzan film, and he's in the water and they throw, um, dynamite when he comes out, there's blood coming out of his ears, do you remember that? Is that, was that Weissmuller? Was that in the... No, I think it was Ron Ely. Oh. In the TV oh. series. Oh, okay. You know, Weissmuller had a, a circular pool, so he didn't have to do laps. Wow. What, a good I, what a good idea. Yeah, I've often thought of Weissmuller. He was, uh, he was years ahead of his time. He was not for terminus, <laughs> I think, um, Mark and Thatcher. She had a circular pool as well. <laughs> That's the only reason she said that. She was a big fan of the Tartan film. Also, she had no steering wheel in her car. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, yeah, so he did. He had a circular pool. It was like, like a moat, almost like a, a swimming pool moat. What did he have against laps? Well, because he was in a, I think he was an Olympic swimmer, wasn't he? I think he oh, fought right? in Lapland during the war. Uh, yeah, he was an Olympic, yeah. Was he a, he was a diver, I think he was. Oh, was he a diver? Yeah. Well, put the plans the wrong way around. Oh, <laughs> he no. He wanted a very deep pool. Very deep, very narrow. Yes. He wanted a well. He did. In <laughs> That's funny. He, he they wanted. should do that with all the cutbacks and everything, and they're always complaining, aren't they, that, you know, they can't afford the facilities for the young athletes and all the rest of it. It's about wells aren't being used anymore, are they? Yeah. Just dive into wells. Yeah, not the sacred wells, obviously. What, like the grottos and the like? Yeah, not the grottos. <laughs> I think we'll have a grotto-free zone on, on the train. But you would think the uh, the holy powers of the grotto would bring uh, would bring gold to each of the... Ooh, that, yeah, let's watch that for, that, the, yeah. for the Olympics. Yeah. People squirting holy water People training the... in holy wells <laughs> for the Olympics to see if it brings gold. <laughs> <laughs> it's, for me, it's the wrong motivation for training yeah. in a holy well. I'd want it to bring happiness and sanctity of some kind. But, you know, again, if you've got any different views, you can text us at 8, 12, 15. <laughs> you're going to see if you've, ever d- if you've ever dived into a holy well. <laughs> 8, 12, 15. <laughs> I, did, I did see somebody stealing Buxton water from a, from a, 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 drink, a street drinking fountain when I was in the Buxton town. Oh, uh, well, that makes... Yeah. I mean, they've, they've brought that on themselves. Yeah, I think that needs to be reported. Yeah, but, you know, if you're going <laughs> to... If you're going to dance with the devil, you've got to be prepared for what happens when the music stops. Good day to you. No, that isn't the end. That isn't the end. Don't go. Frank on radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Oh, was that sweep on the end? <laughs> that sweep being sick. Oh, I think one. Sooty was on there as well, but you just don't hear That's him. That's a trouble now. I dancing. think he was conducting with the one. Yeah. <laughs> Small one, sell a tape to the poor. He's the bez. He's, what? he's the bez of the Sooty and Sweep. Who is? Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, he is. Although Bez has got more vocal in recent times. He's on the run now. Have you caught him yet? It's, I don't know if they have. Is he on the I, run? I love the idea yeah, of Yeah, Bez got into... I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Bez on Step the run. Step away from the maracas. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, Paul McCartney's Christmas single, Rush Depp, Bez on the run. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it be brilliant if he brought that out as a sort of a charity <laughs> thing to help him out? Oh, what, to keep him on the run? Or to yeah. bring him in? Well, I think that'd be up to Paul. <laughs> I'm not going to dictate to a, a musical icon. So, so um... <laughs> What, what, you, you live in the countryside, as you were yes. saying. With a, uh, what, do you do some of the special Christmas Eve? Because, you know, I, I once watched that um, 
Pete and Katie show, and they they've got a sort of country estate. You know the mm. Katie Price thing. <laughs> And they're um, <laughs> what? much like yourself, Ross. I'm imagining this is similar to your live stuff. Sorry, you've 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 touched such a nerve. I've touched the nerve. I shouldn't really say this because it's on. on the radio. I should probably tell you this, but um, I've moved to this area, and I'm not going to say where it is. But Lisa Marie Presley Ooh. has oh. bought a place up the road. Wow! Right, and uh, but there's this place not far. I mean, it's a bit of a drive. But, like, this private estate where, like, Tom Cruise and Kate... This isn't where I live. This is a, a way away. Uh, but, but Peter Andre moved in, and he gets his coffee from the local Starbucks. Okay. Oh. So I, I shouldn't be telling you this, but <laughs> I've got this joke with the guy that... I was chatting to the guy, uh, you know, in the Starbucks. Blah, don't, blah. don't worry, we only have um, <laughs> 252,000 listeners. <laughs> well, what could possibly go wrong? And so, I find them in general to be discreet. Yeah, he <laughs> could. He just <laughs> Myself and the fella in the Starbucks. He said, I didn't know you were living down here. He was chatting away. And then he comes up, he goes, You know, Peter Andre comes in here for his coffee. <laughs> <laughs> so I had this running joke about the fact that there was a picture of Peter Andre's house. Why am I telling you this? <laughs> a picture of Peter Andre's house in one of them magazines that my wife had lying around. Yeah. So I said, Let's try and find his house. <laughs> so we went back. <laughs> so you did not go out driving. Not in the earth mover. Well, yeah. <laughs> I went past his house. Let's move it. Let's move it 100 yards to the left to see if he notices. I was dressed as a mysterious girl. <laughs> if he likes that. That's, he loves it. That, that's as mysterious as a woman can get. <laughs> like, not quite sure if she's a man or not and she's driving a digger. Yeah, I find that. Yeah. That's more just an unusual girl. That yeah. was the B-side. Slightly freaky woman. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you in a... Anyway, the point is... Um, you well, didn't go out actually Well, no, the thing house. was, right, I was driving around and the, the, I've, I've got a human baby child and we decided to... Because um, the child falls asleep in the car. Mm. So you kind of just drive around sometime, you know, it's just, just killing time. Rather than walk, rocking. Yeah, yeah okay. you just drive, you know. Do you not have a cradle? Well, you know, <laughs> the child falls asleep. It's a good way of yeah. destroying the environment, you know. Yeah. It's two birds with monsters. Soon we'll all fall asleep. Yeah. Exactly. I can't, you know, I can't be going out shooting white rhino. That's way too much time. On Not my... in Kent. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh... We'd have to put your gun through the bars. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so the shot was, I was driving around and I thought, I'm going to find Peter Andre's house. So, uh, But this wasn't in a freaky stalkery sort of a way. It's just... Uh, oh, no, it's a challenge. Yeah, he lives on that, you know, he lives on that big fancy estate, private estate. So why am I telling you? I was driving around. So anyway, the fella says to me in the the, the coffee place, he says, uh, Peter Andrea comes in here, and without thinking, as I've done to you, I went, I've been driving around looking for his house. <laughs> <laughs> so the guy, then he goes, what? Did he think you had a delivery? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, said, well, he said, well, he's ordered a muffin, can you take it? <laughs> so, got a so, wax, hot wax and a cauldron <laughs> for his chest. <laughs> A brimming cauldron. There's <laughs> <laughs> a crust uh, of bees on the top. I picked up on the road. He actually has to buy waxworks museums. <laughs> old, old waxworks. There's like there's normal domestic wax isn't enough. He has to buy old oh, wax no. museums. The last yeah. time he did his back, it used to be Sir Francis Chichester. <laughs> He's in that. He's in that two swords, Robin. Every day, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> so, so the upshot. So I just jokingly say to the guy, "Went, oh, I was driving around looking for his house," and he's what? So then, so now I've built up this rapport with the guy in the in the coffee shop, who basically every time I go in there, he went, he was in last Tuesday. <laughs> so I've now dragged other people into my. Has he tagged I'm, him? I'm stalking people that I'm not really that bothered about because he doesn't bother me either way, Peter Andre. No. You know, he's no, just... But nothing against him. You know, nothing against him, but I wouldn't say I was a fan. I'm perfectly ambivalent to Peter Andre. Except for when you're driving around Except with your I'm child. Around. How often can you say that you're perfectly ambivalent to anyone? That's a unique Oh, pretty decision. often, actually. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's what his new album's called. <laughs> you're perfectly <laughs> ambivalent. Perfectly ambivalent, Peter Andre. P.A. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So now I've uh, said that to you. P.A. Peter Andre. <gasps> perfectly ambivalent. ambivalent. You could have the oh, words coming God. off. Like, yeah. His name across the top, and then perfectly ambivalent coming off the. Yeah. Oh, it's all God. Have you got a felt pen? Oh, probably not. This. So up yeah, we'll get it over to his. Oh, we don't know where he lives. Oh, I do. Oh, you do know. <laughs> you worked that out. Now. It's probably on his <laughs> website, isn't it? Come just, and visit. It's discarded. You know which ones is because out the back there's just a load of discarded celebrity clothing. Historical hats. of what Lulu wore when she sang Shout <laughs> on top of the pop. Oh, it's been such a joy having you in, Ross. I know you have to go now and, oh, Ross, and do other you. shows. Oh, Ross, we love you. We do love you. Yes, say other shows. Sorry about that. But it's always a joy to see you. And uh, have a fabulous Christmas and everything <laughs> else. If I'm, <laughs> if I'm not arrested. <laughs> we, lo- <laughs> we love you so much. You're listening to Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Working towards a mintier world with three more soft mints. Absolute Radio. That was the baseballs, and uh, I've got a slight mouthful of banana. <laughs> a novel just, by Beryl Bainbridge. Can I just say, that man who came in escorting Ross Noble <laughs> might be the best-looking man I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. Who the hell was he? What was Who was he? He was also... No, I, I always like to arrive with ugly men at uh, <laughs> professional engagements. Oh, that's nice to David and Gareth. Very nice. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, I don't mean men this side of the microphone. OK. Yeah, I, I think, think his name was Garrett. Was it? Garrett. Oh, he's even got sort of Hawaii Five O cool name. I Garrett. Think. Garrett. Oh. I should drop the H, maybe. Do you think it would help? No. It wouldn't make you look like that. If I was you, I'd drop the Garrett and just keep the H. <laughs> like from Steps. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm more H from Steps than I am him. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh well. If if I, if one can imagine a Venn diagram, <laughs> that's the that's the best looking man in the world. Blue bloke who just been in. Uh, and, and an H from Steps. Yeah. I think you'd. you'd I am the midsection. You'd be sharing a good eighty percent with H from Steps. <laughs> but you know, H from Steps is he a bad person? No. 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 Not as far as I know. That's this week's phone in again. <laughs> He's H from Steps. We haven't had a phone in this week. No, I. We never had we a never phone. We never have a phone in. We never. We have oh, a text oh, yeah. in. He didn't know that. Well, we do have a phone in. But we just don't answer the phone. We, we, yeah, we, we actually we, don't people, answer the phone. It has do wrong before. Just sometimes. I don't want people bothering me at work. <laughs> <laughs> Frank, I've said to you there's like a red flashing thing, and I've thought, yeah. what's that? It's like the bat it's phone. The it's the phone. Yeah, it's someone like ringing the show. We just we just don't answer. I like I like the fact that we're pretending we're not in, even though people can hear us talk. 
it reminds me of when the rent man came round and, and he said to me, I said, my mum's out. He said, tell her to take her feet with her next time. Oh, <laughs> and I can't she bear was it. like, behind, where he could see her feet behind her. Oh, mm. God. Mm. I said, if I'd have been quick thinking. Under I'd the have... sofa. Coming out from under the sofa. <laughs> no, <laughs> I think they were, hang, they were hanging down from the attic. <laughs> <laughs> she took an Anne Frank approach to uh, debtors. So, anyway, um, you, those of you who listen to the show regularly will know that we have uh, an item called a... Uh, foreign object in food. Foreign object in food, in which um, every week, it seems, in the papers now, oh. something... Yeah, and this week's a particularly good one. Um, a lady was in, um, was in um, Tesco's... Yeah. ..and with her son, Hayden Mogford. Is that really wow. the name? Yeah. I'm putting it right up there with the Briggy Smales. <laughs> um, Hayden, or is, it, or is it Hayden? How would you? Not Hayden, Hayden. Oh, why, I wish, I wish poor people wouldn't make names up. Frank, I'm that's sorry, but I wish they, I wish they'd stop doing that. <laughs> There's loads of names. Stop making them up. That's a terrible thing. To I'm say. sorry, but I'm all for improvising. Well, I suppose you're against things like Diamante as a name. It's a lovely name, that. No, but at least that... Oh, it doesn't know. go with Mugford, though, does it? No. A cool sort of L.A. name with Mugford. Not like Garrett. Garrett. Anyway, as Garrett you were. Mugford. When he's a father, because it'll be Mugford and Sons. I'll <laughs> <laughs> be all right. No, I, I, I just don't make... I, I like improvising, but not over the font. No. Um, anyway, she said um, she bought him some Jaffa cakes... Um, and uh, the mother of three said, and he was, uh, she said he was watching eating, and suddenly, I'm quoting from the Daily Mail, I snatched the cake away from him and saw a wasp in the cake. <gasps> then I threw it across the room. Oh, what well, you were. I'm not quite sure what, why she did that. <laughs> what was that? And then it didn't explode after all. <laughs> did she think even in death it had one last, one last right to be aerial before it was flushed away? <laughs> but anyway, she did that. and she just uh, as the little mermaid. As she said, I was really angry. What if I hadn't spotted it and, and Hayden had swallowed the wasp? Well, it wouldn't have been that bad. Worst things happen at sea. Worst and things also... happen on I'm a celebrity. Yeah, well, yeah exactly. Yeah. They eat insects all the time. Get over it. Anyway, Tesco's have stepped in. They've, they've, uh, they've been very, very apologetic. Uh, this is what they said. What have they given us? Can I read their yeah, official report? Please do. There were no reported wasps within the inters... In, in, Insectocutors, it says. There were no reported <laughs> wasps within the insectocutors on line eight, which is the line that produces Jaffa cakes. Insectocutors. Yeah. So there must be something that yeah. stops insects getting in, right? Since there's no evidence of an ongoing issue with insect ingress into the factory and no isolated instance of wasps being found by our pest control regimes, oh, it's I most like likely it. that a wasp found its way into the factory when a door was opened to remove waste from the site. This is not going to make anyone feel better, is it? <laughs> it means it came from the bin. They were putting the bins <laughs> out, basically. From... Well, I mean, they love a bin. Yeah. Anyway. Um... I'm quite glad that the wasp was in a little... It seems quite fitting. It's a bit nectary and it feels right, yeah. a Jaffa cake in like, there. Um, yeah. Like Jurassic Park, when the flies are in the nectar yeah. in Jurassic exactly. Park. Yeah, exactly. She didn't appreciate the art of it, old Ma Mogford, as I like to call her. <laughs> Anyway, Tesco's have made everything better by giving her 20 pounds. 20 quid? <laughs> oh, my God. 20 oh, quid. No, I, get out. I saw I'll one. they came in and said, no, get out. <laughs> I saw one about a mouse in some oven chips, and they got 50 quid. Well, I mean, how do, they, do, they weigh, do they weigh the, anim the animal itself, and then that's how it's I done? I think it should be a 1,000 quid minimum. 
I think there should be a law. Oh, when did you turn into a high roller? I believe in this cause. I think it should be... Like, I think you should have to give at least a thousand quid for a uh, foreign object and food. I think that's fair enough. Well, that, that's what it's standing. That's it's, it's a thousand pounds. And uh, regardless of what it is. Can I just close this by saying, Mrs Mugford said, what if I wasn't watching my son and he'd, and he'd eaten that wasp? Anything could have happened. Well, not anything. <laughs> no. I mean, he couldn't have, um, say, for example, transformed into Rudolf Nureyev <laughs> and left on his own personal jet. I mean, I think she's she's exaggerated. See, if she'd have gone in there and played it low, she'd have probably got 50 quid. She's gone in there with a big talk of anything out and all sorts yeah, of possibilities. No, she's, well, to be frank, she's made something of a fool of herself. <laughs> anyway, God bless her and her family. <laughs> Frank Skinner. Yeah, what was we? Um, oh, Ronnie Binks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's, oh, um, dear. He's been stolen from. Because I think he was related to a care home on compassionate reasons because he's not very well. No, he's very he don't do look well. No, he's, no. he's old. And um, he keeps his money in a, in a piggy bank. <laughs> in a secret secret piggy bank. Does he? He hides his money what? in there. Very secret. A great big pink <laughs> yeah. pig with a coin slot in it. Mm. And apparently a hundred quid has gone missing, and um, he's kicking up quite a stink about it. Really? Yeah, he doesn't. Is it the bite a bit? <laughs> <laughs> well, people have been saying, what I didn't like about it was that um, people said that he's finally, a uh, person connected to the care home says he doesn't understand the irony that he's finally got his comeuppance. Yes. Mm. Well, you know, he went to prison, he was on the run for years, and then he went back to prison for, like... Surely, if now he thinks that theft oh, is Richard wrong... Richard Littlejohn over there. <laughs> surely, if now... Are <laughs> we going to hell in a handcuff? <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm, surely, if he's, he's done his time. Leave him. Yeah. yeah, exactly. He hasn't surely actually done his time, to be honest. <laughs> he, he hasn't, hasn't done, done any time. He was in years, Brazil so. with the sex pistols. <laughs> what kind of a sentence is that? <laughs> he hasn't done 30 years, but if he now thinks that theft is wrong, he's been rehabilitated successfully. Well, that's true. <laughs> that's a you know very good I point. Think? I think he's a low-down grass, is what he is. <laughs> because surely there should be an honour amongst thieves, and you don't rat. You don't. He's some terrible stool pigeon. You don't rat. So you think what? You think once a thief, always, always a thief. Yeah, stay a well, thief. I have to say, from debates, <laughs> from pictures I've seen of him recently, he's quite optimistic to have savings. <laughs> <laughs> I think that is uh, he's pushing his luck somewhat with that. He said that um, he said the money was near my. He never finishes a sentence, Ronnie. <laughs> that's, that's his big problem. No, it said in the report I read in the paper, it said that um, it, it said that the money was part of a stash he oh, had under his bed. I like it because he's Ronnie Biggs. Any other old person that kept money, would, they wouldn't say it was a stash, would they? But poor I old Ronnie. Has a stash. Ronnie's going to be chained to crim speak yeah, for the rest of it. his life. Once a crim, that's what they say. Is that what they say? I don't know if they do, but I say it. Anyway, I, we, I hope they do. I'm, I'm liking once a crim. I'm also liking, Frank, the fact that we've unearthed <coughs> Garrett, Garrett's rather conservative views. Well, it's not conservative <laughs> views, it's a belief in the criminal justice system, <laughs> that it can rehabilitate people and make them change their lives. 
Well, but I'll say, he hasn't, he's, he's barely been in prison. Yeah. He was sprung. <laughs> he was sprung from the moor. Oh, he wasn't in the moor. No, he wasn't in the moor. Um, sprung I from one of the many prisons. He was in Wandsworth at some point. Yes, very good, Not Frank. the prison. Was. Oh. Not the prison, he's just in Wandsworth. <laughs> they figured that that was sufficient. He had yeah. a lovely life, though. He was living abroad. Well, he lovely. had a lovely uh, Brazilian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he did. Can't see that on these pictures. <laughs> no, no. That's well, why he has that pained stash. look on his face. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, now he had a lovely Brazilian wife and a child, and he did it. So he did a trap with the uh, Sex Pistols. And every picture I saw of him in Brazil, he had a cigar and a straw hat on, which usually <laughs> suggests, you know, it's, it's party time. So, <laughs> can I from just? Two thousand and one, he went into prison, didn't he? And then, yeah. How long does it take? Well, you, to get you've kept quite a chart. Have you got a uh, <laughs> Ronnie Biggs wall chart at home with little stickers signifying his various stages? A timeline. Yeah. Of Ronnie Biggs. Anyway, this won't put the bonnet on the baby. Um, next week, Al Murray is our guest, who coincidentally looks a bit like a big baby. <laughs> Maybe we'll get a bonnet and put it on him just for Christmas. It's our last show before Christmas live, Aww. but then we've got we've got sort of greatest hits. Oh yeah. On Christmas yeah. Day and New Year's Day, uh, not the weekend podcast will be available on Wednesday to download, which is completely separate from the rest of the show, and um, puts us right up there with. Um, let's have a look. <laughs> Cartoon um, Network. Cartoon Network. Yeah, we get more more listeners to our podcast than Cartoon Network get viewers. So yeah, so you know those children, they're too they're fickle. Um, there was something else, but the, the bit of paper's gone away. Anyway, um, Ben Jones is next, and um, it's been it's been very lovely and uh, good day to you. You're listening to Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio, sponsored by Tree Bar Soft Mints.